Hi, this is Netta Laurene from SmackDown, and you're listening to Freeform Rock Podcast. You are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. What? The Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor and nobody? No! Somebody, me, Lee Gerstman, why aren't I on that thing? I want recognition! Alright, welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast, and with me, as always, is the lovable... Yeah, the, the, the lovable um, anti-Santa anti-santa <laughs> yeah i mean i mean i mean the the guy who stuffs charcoal in the in the um wherever the fuck he's he he, he stuffs it <laughs> according to you and yeah. and i'm not i'm not jolly i might be like pepper jelly mm, peanut butter and you <laughs> dang no ah hold on <laughs> <clears throat> no, I, <clears throat> what I meant was that uh, you're in between Krampus and Santa Claus. You got the beard for Santa Claus, but you don't have the heart. You don't have the heart of Santa Claus because people listen to and post shit that you don't like. It's like, I'm going to fucking throw this piece of coal at you fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah. That's that. that, that I, 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 I wish it was was more than coal. But but uh, you know what I mean. Well, you could be a monkey and throw your shit at him. <laughs> well, well, um, if, if it's frozen first, that would be cool. <laughs> Just get a frozen can of beer and throw it at him. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't want to give away good alcohol. I'll give away a frozen, empty can of beer. Well, you don't have to give away good alcohol. Buy Budweiser. That's shit. <laughs> I'll just take someone else's can and throw it at someone. <laughs> go, go before th that guy throws me down the street. Go take Ian's case and throw it at people. <laughs> Ian's case of beer. <laughs> for I've been looking for that for a long time. I still haven't found it. Found what? His case. Oh, his case of beer? Oh, because <laughs> it's already in his belly. <laughs> he drank well, that before he got I there. Don't I don't search that far. <laughs> so how have you been this week, man? <laughs> I'm doing okay because now I'm going to be going to some shows. Yeah. Um, going to see Jade Bird. She's doing a thing. It's going to be free on Twitch, but I got the email that there's a limited amount of seats available at the club. So I bought tickets for that so I can see her live and then maybe talk to her and give her some of my music and buy some of her merch. And Julia Wolf, um, she goes by the name Wolf um, professionally. She's going to be... She's performing tonight, but the tickets to that are sold out. But I'm going to go and see her tomorrow night at this club that I was going to go to before when the group Let's Eat Grandma was performing, but 
they canceled because one of their best friends who was a part of their crew or whatever died and since then they've never performed or wanted to come to America since so they might not even be an active group now they might only do once in a while a charity event in England but that was kind of a bummer but hopefully though you know this gig isn't going to be cancelled and I'll be able to see her tomorrow and then I'm going to see Madison Cunningham um, in about maybe a week and a half away um, so so these are people who it's like all of a sudden they're starting to come up again so I'm I'm I'm, I'm pretty happy about that I um was going to give them CDs of my music but I um, there's a reason why I can't burn CDs right now because I don't have the right equipment but uh, I um, a friend of mine on Facebook mentioned um, you know flash drives so I'm like yeah okay cool well you could buy flash drives but those are expensive compared to a 30 cent CD you know <laughs> Um, yeah, but I mean, um, I saw somewhere it's like you can get a pack of like maybe five or six or whatever for like 20 bucks. So it's, it's not the most like cheap, but it's like, um, you know, at least people who don't have CD drives or DV drives anymore they can at least use flash drives so I'll I'll I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna find out I'm gonna find out what I can do just get if, a, if not I'll I'll huh just get a floppy disk <laughs> oh boy I would if, it would hold if, a half if, a song <laughs> yeah just believe joking. it or not I I I remember those Oh man, I, I I had a I my first computer had a floppy drive, but I never used the floppy drive. <laughs> I go, what the fuck is this? You know. But I got in the huh. computer late. I got into computers like in two thousand one. So, um, I was, that was when um, the internet was first starting out. Yeah. About yeah. So um, yeah, I'm gonna go see some shows too. I, I'm disappointed because I, I had tickets to see Candlebox. On the twenty fourth, and oh. uh, got an email canceled. Your refund will be available where uh, on the card that you used within three to four businesses. I go fuck. I go. I want to do wow. something. And then I looked up uh, the Canyon Club in uh, the Canyon over here in Montclair, uh, Southern California. Uh, yeah, has a little uh, club, man. It's a little club area where Jeff Tate plays and. All these cool bands play and i've been wanting to go there they every time i go by the freeway they show me what's playing there and i saw the former members of oingo boingo so i looked them up and i go it's the whole fucking band without danny elfman and they have another guy hmm. singing danny's parts and and i was going oh fuck steve bartek's there i'm fucking going i love steve bartek man one of my favorite underrated guitarists of all time man nobody talks about okay. steve at all man and uh, John uh, Johnny Vatos is there on drums. John Avila on bass. Uh, all the horn sections there. I go fuck yeah! I gotta see this. <laughs> that's that's cool. 
Yeah, and then and then I saw also uh, Y&T is playing on November 4th, so I got tickets for that. So I got two concerts for the price of one because these tickets are only 28 bucks. So. Huh. That's that's decent. Yeah, they have a lot of... You know who else is playing there at that the canyon? Hmm. Canned Heat. Oh, only the drummer is still in the group. I think the bassist might be... He may or may not be still alive, but the drummer is still alive. And he looks good. He's still doing strong. He's an older man, but like Vito De La Parra, mm -hmm. he's like, he's been in the group for forever. And, and um, you know, he's, he, he did a book which um, I haven't read, but he did a book about his life and with canned heat and stuff. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's... I, I, I would have wanted to go to see them, um, but um, they were in a place in New York that's like, it would have taken me about, like, maybe three or four hours of, like transportation to get there and I'm like um, it, 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 it was like way way out of the way in some kind of place where I might even have had to walk an hour you know and I'm like uh, that's a bit much <laughs> you know so so I, I didn't go yeah it, I, I want to see more shows there they got Lou Graham playing there with uh, John Prine doing That's his, cool. his version of Asia but Lou Graham was like in the $40 concerts I go these other bands are 28 why would I want to go I could see two bands for the price of one you know so I think that that's a good deal um, because um, the way that I think about it the higher the price the band usually the less opportunity that you might be able to meet them. Yeah, I'm hoping I get to see uh, uh, meet Dave Medichetti or Steve Bartek. <laughs> I'd be so happy to meet Dave from YNT, the only original I'm guy alive that, from the band. You know, I'm thinking that he might be um, hip to that. If if you um, not that you'd remember, but if but. Um, I had a hairstylist named Steve Watkins, who was also a guitar player, and he knew them back when they were, I think, in Oakland. And so if you said that you had a friend who knew a guy named Steve Watkins, and do you remember him? You know, that might be cool if he said, yeah, he remembered him. Cool, but man. I don't know if you remember that. I, I love Dave Medichetti. I think Y&T is one of the most underrated bands of all time. Fuck, that guy could sing. And he could fucking rip on guitar. I think Ian Wadley said the reason why he hasn't got into them because he reminds him too much of Sammy Hagar. <laughs> mm. I think Ralph. Well, if I think Ralph needs about summertime girls or stuff like that. Then he has a point. But, but if you're talking about, listen to their second album called Struck Down. That's a great album. Yeah, that that that's cool. I, I think my favorite album has to be um, fucking Black Tiger and then and then fucking uh, okay then Contagious I love Contagious I don't know why it's so All Contagious right. you don't like Contagious right. do you I I 
I'm just more into their very early sound when they were called Yesterday and Today. Dude, I love their last album, Face Melter. Fuck that album rule. Uh, we should do a review on that one. We need to do a review on Face Melter. Just to get... I'll listen to it if you make me. I'm gonna make you, but I'm not gonna do All it next right. week. I already I wanna do three doors down next week. Um I've been wanting to I'd do rather do Chelsea Melter. <laughs> Uh, I gotta pick which Three Doors Down album. There's so many. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> I think you'll like it, Lee. Seriously, I think you'll like it. I have no idea. Are hey. they like Third Eye Blind? No! They're they're more oh, like... Thank God. They're more like Southern Rock, but I do like Third, Third Eye Blind's first two albums. <laughs> Ew. Ew. You don't like... If you ba 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 oh, no, ba 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 you don't like jumper. <laughs> I like I, I like how you do it better. Ba 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 I would rather hear a whole two-hour CD of you doing that than hearing the first Third Eye Blind album in hey, one song. Hey. I'll ask you on the video about something else because we were talking about that on the video last week. But fuck, let's get into this album. Uh, you picked the Suns, Follow Your Heart. Explain who this mm -hmm. band is. You know the backstory better than I do. Oh, hell. Well, um, they started out as Sons of Champlin, and the reason why they called themselves the Suns on two of their albums was because I think that it, some of the members thought, well, um, why why is it only called the Sons of Champlin now? Because, um, you know, it's a whole band. Why not call it the Sons? So Bill Champlin was like, okay. And so um, the original lineup, I'm going to do what you do because even though I usually don't like to do like, like Wikipedia type of stuff, with this band I could go on and on and on and on. But I'll try and cut it as short as I can while still giving a lot of detail. Um, they started out, well, when they, when they became Sons of Champlin, when they had, like, Bill Champlin and Tim Kaine and Al Strong and Terry Haggerty and Bill Bowen, um, they did, like, a bunch of songs that were going to be on this one label. I, I, I forget the name of the label, but... Um, um, one of the songs was Sing Me a Rainbow and and that stuff was going to be on their very first album but something about the contract with the head guy in the group somehow didn't work out according to whatever plans so they did come out with a single or two um, but the rest of the songs were on the shelf but now they're out on the CD called Sing Me a Rainbow coincidentally um, there was a guy who lived in the back like um, on a different street but like his backyard was by my backyard and he had old tapes of the sons and he said he had the stuff from that original album. And I said, why don't you go and find someone who can put it out? And he said, who would want to hear that stuff? 
but I don't know whether or not he was the one who eventually gave them the, the stuff. That's not Sing Me a Rainbow. <laughs> I don't know where that out came from. I'm sorry. Oh, it's freaking... I... Go ahead. <laughs> I don't oh, okay, know where that's coming but, from. But, 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 but That's interesting, though. But, but anyway, um... Then, um... Then after that came out... Well, no. Um, after they had done that, they went on to... Um... Capitol Records. And they did their album Loosen Up Naturally. And they added a guy, Jeff Palmer, in the group. And that album is their first album, and it's a classic. And then they did an album called The Blue Album, where they changed their name to The Sons instead of Sons of Champlin. And that had a guy named Jim Beam in it. And Jim Beam apparently was like a guy who was like kind of a little wiggy. And he sometimes might be okay to play, and other times he couldn't. But he eventually, he, he was able to finish the album with them. And then after that, the group kind of well Tim Kane the horn player um, he decided to raise a family and so he said if you guys want to continue playing only in Fairfax California I'm cool with it but if you want to do the whole concert circuit I I, I don't want to do this anymore guys you know I, I want to raise a family I want to you know do my own thing so he was out of the group and he was one of the main members, but um, then Bill Bowen apparently left. I don't know why he left, but so then the group was only Bill Champlin and Terry Haggerty and Al Strong and Jeffrey Palmer and a guy named Bill Vitt, who I don't know anything else about him except I just heard of his name, and that's the group that did the album Follow Your Heart which is Al Strong, the bassist's um, favorite album. Some of the stuff that I'm telling you is based upon stuff that I found out when I talked to actual members of the group. But, um, yeah. So, um, their other stuff had, like, Tim Kane bef before this album had Tim Kane on horns. This album was without the horn... Um, playing so it's it's a little bit different and it was right before the group officially was breaking up and then later they got back together again and with a string of albums but so this is like a transitional album in their catalog but the reason I picked it is because well Al Strong liked it and because it is somewhat different and even though it's not as well known to the Sons of Champlin fans as their other albums the playing is pretty strong it's different you'd have to hear other stuff by the group to know the difference but this is sort of in my opinion like if they wanted to do like a psychedelic and San Francisco style rock album without doing it and also doing like a fusion album without doing it you know it's like they they, they totally did their own thing here and so I um, thought that this would be a cool album to do 
Yeah, I have some information on him too. Uh, piggyback on what you said. It says the sons who oh once, go for it. The sons who once called themselves the sons of Chaplin would would again would again broke up in March 1970, but reformed in the fall of that year when Capitol Records reminded them they owed another album on their contract, and he decided they would use the advance to pay their ta back taxes. Saxophonist Tim Kane could not be persuaded to return which left the quintet without horns, eliminating what had been a major element of their sound. Since the horn playing of multi-instrumentalists Bill Chaplin and Jeffrey Palmer had de been dependent on Kane's arrangements, but actually simplified the sound of, the, of a band that always been a little busy musically. The songs on Follow Your Heart tended to be more shorter than those of the band's previous albums and more focused arrangements. There was more room for Terry Haggerty's in inventive guitar playing to impress the listener, notably on the title track and Chaplin's songwriting was not lost in the lengthy improvisations uh, and digressions. As usual, however, the songwriting was credited to the group a bit through a pseudonym BB Heavy, but the downside of this new sun sound was that it cut was more cut and dried iconically for an album called Follow Your Heart. The music seemed to be following the band's members' heads. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> wow. Um, I've, I've seen practically everything written about this except that. You found the one thing I didn't. That's, I'm impressed. Yeah, this is on allmusic.com. Wow. That's cool. There's no use. And, 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 there's no user reviews and, for this album, so you should go leave one, Lee. <laughs> right on. And and um, pretty much everything you said, I I I have absolutely no problem with it. I I totally agree with it. Yeah, well, it gives you a little backstory on what happened to this band and why they uh, don't. Oh yeah. Change their name a little bit and why they had to make this yeah. album. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, well, let's get into this album, shall we? And we get into the first track. Before You Were Right that you picked. So here's Before You're Right by The Sons on the Freeform Rock Podcast. And he put it all before you right now. Oh, oh Mr. Wind's blowing. He's just cruising along, humming his song. And as the sun is blowing, he's just showing the way. Learn to 
That was before you were right now. Before you right now, what did you think about this track? Oh, it's it's interesting because it has weird, complex, rhythmic structures. It's not really quite one, two, three, four. It's a totally kind of... You have to think about the chord structures. And musically, it's a lot going on. It's the kind of thing where the more I hear it, the more I realize how complex it is, because it's kind of jazzy, but kind of isn't. And, of course, one of the signature things that they do on the album is completely surprise you in the middle of it, and change the song and so i think that that that's that's apparent here and it's a song where sometimes when i hear it i'm not quite in the mood for it it seems like it's it's a little bit um like out of my orbit of planet but other times i hear it and it's the song i want to hear so it's like it's it's a song for your mood but I would say it's it's very complex, and and it's one of the reasons why I wanted to pick the album. Well, you didn't explain who Bill Champlin was for our uh, fans out there. Oh, okay. Well, for those of you who want to know, Bill Champlin also was in the group Chicago. And then after many, many years... He is no longer in Chicago, and he is not at all sad about that. And he now, occasionally, I think, still performs with the Sons of Champlin. Yes, and he sang the songs in Chicago, co-lead with uh, Peter Cetera, Hard Habit to Break, yeah. and the song Look Away, so you guys yeah. could get a synopsis. He was in Chicago for 29 years. He left in 2009. Um, yeah, I absolutely love this guy's voice. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. damn. I, mean, I saw them live. I need to see Chicago were, live, but there's no Bill they, Champlin uh, in there well, 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 I saw Sons of Champlin live. I saw them live um, even when they reformed a little bit at New Georgia's uh, club in San Rafael, and my friend who was redoing, like, um, reissuing a private album that they did, um, he talked with um, Terry Haggerty, and so I mentioned to Terry Haggerty, my brother Steve, and my and Terry Haggerty said, "Yeah, I remember Steve, and that was so cool, the fact that he remembered my brother, and and all that. He um, he's a good guy, and I hung out with one of the members at his house a couple of times, and you know they're they're really cool people." And um, I met Bill Champlin, and I don't have it anymore, but I had a signed picture of him and stuff. Um, and, 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 and he's a really cool guy. And, um, you know, so he, um, when he went in Chicago, um, it was, I guess, his, partly his doing that they were able to get David Foster to work with them and their album Chicago 16 that kind of put them back on the map. That's that's like a resuscitation album for them. 
and and so if you've heard Chicago 16, that has Hard Sam, Sorry, and and um, Getaway on it. Um, that's that's a cool album for people who don't want to listen to their first eleven albums with Terry Kath. I love which Terry would Kath. Be, mind-boggling to me if they didn't want to but if they wanted to do the same like they do with journey and forget about the first three albums and only start with steve perry they can start with chicago 16 and it's a good album yeah but chicago with terry calf put out great fucking songs compared to absolutely compared to fucking journey they they were good but they weren't great you know, Chicago was great before Bill um, came in, you know? I don't want to officially agree with you because I I, 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 I don't want to admit you're right. But, <laughs> um, but kind of. <laughs> well, well, let me get to my view on this song. But I love Bill Chaplin's voice, Chaplin or... Man, I've always loved him, and I, he, he said we're going to do this album with him, and I got cool, man. Oh, he also has solo albums. He's been, when I was doing uh, research for this album, he also has solo albums that have come out recently. So you might want to check that out, Lee. I'm going to go see what yeah, they sound like, um, too. And he also I, wrote I, songs I, with uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. So Yeah, yeah. Yep. after the love is gone. Yep. Um, I, I, I heard, I, I had one of his albums... Runaway, and then there was another album that he did first called Single, which I have to hear again. And and he's also done other albums since then, but um, yeah, yeah. Um, so let me get into my review on this first track. Fucking groovy, man. This is funky, groovy. Has a shit ton of fucking soul. That organ is so fucking good. And that's Bill, right? Bill's playing the organ, right? He has to be playing the um, organ. On either this. him, either him, or possibly a combination of him and Jeffrey Palmer, because Jeffrey Palmer also does keyboards. But my guess is solo wise, it was probably Bill. Okay, and the organ fucking rules. And fuck, just. Grab a fucking drink or fucking smoke something and get lost in it. The fucking organ solo is just so fucking good and it's a must hear. Um, who's the lead singer? Was it Bill? It couldn't. It was somebody else, wasn't it? Lee? My microphone kept plugging <laughs> off. All right, so I'm, I'm chewing on food. I didn't want to mention it, but I'm chewing on food. I'm chewing on food. I'm chewing on food. Lee's chewing on food. All right, but uh, I'll stop now. All right, Bill. So Bill was the singer in this band, right? Um, when we get to another song, I'll mention another guy who did some singing, but mostly it was Bill. Okay, so then we get to the um, where's my we get to the next song, "Children Know." What'd you think about this one? Yeah, well, that's the one with the other singer. That would be Jeffrey Palmer, and even though I am not sure 
who wrote it. I imagine that Jeffrey Palmer wrote it because it sounds like his writing style. And I am not a big fan of Jeffrey Palmer's writing style, except for he did a song called Jeff's Vibe, which was incredible. But that's that's actually just like one note going and, and there's a lot of different bells and stuff in the background so that might be an acquired taste to some people but I liked that song this song here's the thing it's not really written great in my opinion it's kind of like a mishmash and sort of a second-rate song, but the plant, the band plays it really well, and they make it sound good, like a really good complex tune, because the instrumentation and the care that they put into it makes it a good song. So, so I do like it. I think that, um, Another group might not have done it as well as them. I think that their professionalism, they were able to take a song that was just sort of maybe, in my opinion, kind of a throwaway, but make it sound like like it meant something. So I do give it a thumbs up. Yeah, this song, oh shit. This is also good. The lyrics are so positive, but it makes me sick. It's so hippy dippy, but a little sticky. <laughs> it's a little sticky sweet song, but musically it rules, and that makes it a good song. <laughs> right on. The lyrics are like ah, la 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 la. Come eat my candy. <laughs> I don't know. That's sort of how. Um, Jeffrey Palmer is on on another song um, that he did on on another album. Um, there were about only like maybe three or four lines of lyrics that were repeated, and it's like it's almost like without saying what the lyrics were, it's almost like saying, "I saw you yesterday. I smiled." You nodded. I saw you yesterday. You smiled. I nodded. I saw you yesterday. You know, kind of like that. Yeah, know? it's like I was listening. You know, I listened to the lyrics and I was going, what the fuck, dude? It sounds yeah. like Kumbaya. <laughs> Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. I was like, hey, what the fuck? But the music was so good, it distracted me from the freaking lyrics. <laughs> I was well, like, that's cool. Yeah. And then we get to the next song, uh, Hey Children. What do you think about this one? Oh, that that one, um, I, I think is, um, it's well done. I think that, um, I'm not a great big fan of blues, but, but, I think that it's probably, it's, 
I like it. It's probably, even though arrangement-wise, it's one of the better songs from the album, I'd say musically, I think that the last song, Children Know, even though it's a little more disjointed, has a little bit more going on in it. This is more basic blues. Um, I, I never skip it. I always hear it when I hear the album. But if there were a filler song on this album, and I really hate to think in terms of that, but I have to, I think this is more of a filler song because it's a little more basic in structure. It's to me a little bit more like they 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 couldn't think of anything more interesting so that they decided to do a blues element instead. That's that's my opinion. Um the song is so early 70s sounding, has a good groove, very soul sounding vocals. I like it. It's a jam. <laughs> right on and then we get to the next track the title track of the album which you picked follow your heart not uh -huh. the not the uh triumph version but the sun's version no. <laughs> yeah the triumph version <laughs> came way after i just had to get some i always got to get some triumph love in an episode man well hey you're you, you if you want a triumph you might as well talk about a triumph uh, all right so here's follow your heart by the suns on the freeform rock podcast
will keep your actions true and clear. Okay, that was Follow Your Heart. Why did you pick this track, Lee? Oh, um, I picked this song because um, I think that it needed to be heard. It's um, they, they did two versions of it. One was this version, and then there was another one that they did later on um, off of 
an album where the version of this song that they do on that album is probably one of the few only good songs on it. But um, this, I think, was written by the guitarist Terry Haggerty because when I saw credits for the song later off of the other version, it mentioned Terry Haggerty, even though um, technically everything at this point was... Uh, credit to BB Heavy, and um, well, that part was their, of that—that was their pseudonym. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there was there, there there were reasons for that, and if if you want a half hour of another um, talk spree by me to do, to talk about why they use pseudonyms and stuff, I could, but I don't want to do that. Let's just say, um, for for certain copyright reasons or whatever it it worked for them to call BB Heavy their um you know songwriting guy and but anyway um um I think Terry Haggerty could have written it cause he was credited as the writer later. So I think that even though practically almost all of the other songs on here are by Bill Champlin, I think that Follow Your Heart was written by Terry Haggerty and that Children Know was written by Jeff Palmer. And that's my guess. But um, I think that this song has an interesting groove. It's weirdly bluesy without being blues. It's jazzy without quite being total jazz, even though some. It's 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 an interesting and different kind of song. It's like a song that I feel you need to hear more than once in order to get the vibe of because there's more going on to it than you would realize. But I think it's a really good song, and it's probably um, one of the best songs off of the album. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of progressive rock elements in this album. Funk, blues, jazz, it has everything. It's fucking well, well, it's really well done. And this song sounds like the Allman Brothers with soul. Good song. Oh man. man, that that's cool. I, <laughs> I I didn't see that, but after you mention it, yeah, uh, absolutely. The, the band is killing it, and the song ends with a killer guitar solo to end it. Fucking rules. I can love this song. I'm fucking that, Terry Haggerty, man. What is that fucker doing now? Is he still alive? Yeah. Um. Um. He he still does the. Here's the thing. He did an album that was on... They, they made promotional CDs for it, but it never got officially released. It was only for a radio station, but um, his personal secretary was a guy who I knew named Fred Wolf. Um, he might still work for him. I'm not sure. I, I haven't talked to him in a long time. He's a really nice guy. He gave me a copy of it. And I, um, 
made a copy on tape. And my brother at that time, who lived far away and, you know, um, I hadn't seen, he worshipped, practically worshipped Terry Haggerty. You know, there was no way that he would be able to get a copy of it. I told him about it. He said, if you give me a copy of the CD and the tape, I'll give you my keyboard. And and the, the I said, you know that if I do that, I won't actually have it now. He went, but think about it. You'll be getting a really good keyboard. So I gave him it, and he gave me the keyboard, and and um, you know, he gave me a really good keyboard. He he, he gave me like a maybe a two hundred dollar keyboard, um, because I gave him those things. But 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 the thing is, they're not available now. I can't listen to it again. Damn it! Why didn't you make and, a and copy of it? I, uh, back then I made a copy of it, but I gave the copy and the CD to my brother Steve. This is back in like the, um, early 90s. This was before internet. This was, this was like maybe 1990, maybe four or something, maybe 95. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, um, I was like, you know, but, but, but if I ever, um, if I can get in contact with Fred Wolf or Terry Haggerty or anyone again, if they, if there is a copy of that again, I'd, I'd like to get it. But, 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 but it sounds more like, um, like cool jazz it's not except for a couple of tunes it's not really rock it's more like melodic or like 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 mellow stuff kind of but very very good and he solos a lot and i saw him live do it where he said i'm sorry i don't have a backup band so i use these tapes because it allows me to not have to pay musicians <laughs> but the 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 good point about that was you saw him play guitar and he played great solos and he was he was fantastic so you know um yeah i i, I yeah he was really good and he has done stuff he's done stuff also with um, Neil Schoen's um, son, who um, I forget his name, but um, he he and Terry Haggerty and Jerry Miller from Moby Grape, they've done stuff together. So he still does stuff. Cool, man. And then we get to the next track, Beside You. What do you think of this one? I haven't talked enough. I haven't talked for an hour about the. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> anyway, well, that was good. That you... was that was some good stuff, though, Lee. Shut up. Yeah. No, don't shut up. Uh, no, uh, go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but what I mean is, like, for for once, for once, I I I, I was I was the Wikipedia guy. But anyway, you were. Um, but this is your yeah, own personal um, information, so that was awesome. But thank you. Yeah. Um, 
beside you, I like it. I think it's a little too short. I think it's like someone giving you an hors d'oeuvre and you think it's great, but you already swallowed it in one bite and you want more and they say, I'm sorry, but we're done with it, you know? And you're like, but it was so good, where's the rest? And they go, that's it. That's how I feel about this song. I think it's a really, really good song. And I would have liked to have heard a three or four minute version of it. But, hey, I'll take what I can get. Yeah, um, really short song. And this is a beautiful song and beautifully played and really short. And I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we get to the next song, Headway, which you picked. So here's a Headway by the Suns on the Freeform uh. Rock Podcast. That was Headway. Why did you pick this track? This is another song that's short, but the difference is, even though it's short, and it could have been a little longer, it sounds like a complete song. It sounds like a song that I would have liked to have heard on the radio. It's got a good melody, and 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 I think that it's it's other than the song that I mentioned, Follow Your Heart, I would say this is probably one of the very best songs on the album. I think that um, they could have done it later also um, when they did another album, which I think is great, but I won't talk about that because if I talk about too much, I won't be able to shut up. But let's just say... They did another album after they reformed, which I also think is good. And this could have worked on that album. 
But what I'm going to say is I do think that this album, I mean, this song is is like, it sounds like as if they didn't mean it to be a hit. It sounded more like they meant it to be a preparatory song. Like, if we can do this song and do it good, then we can do another song after it, which is also good. So it's like a salad before the main course, but a really awesome salad, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Awesome salad. What's an awesome salad for you? <laughs> uh, well, I like all in vinegar. I would say... Um, I don't like um, whole garlic cloves raw. Those are like like uh, ew yuck, and 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 whole big pieces of onion, no. But chopped onion with some cucumber and some tomato, and maybe some grapes and 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 um some uh, mozzarella cheese and lettuce and oil and vinegar and maybe some black pepper and that's a good salad to me all right and then my my opinion on headway is guitars rule this song is like southern funk rock and rules i like it a lot wow yeah it's fucking, that's cool it's a great man. track man and it, what is this thing with them talking about children in this fucking album it's like children no that's... hate children and the and we're getting to the child continued <laughs> That is not something that they do on every album. That is something that was only specific for this album. I don't know for certain. My guess is possibly Bill Champlin was having another child on the way, and so he might have either decided that this would be dedicated to them or... He thought that we are all childlike. I have no idea, but I know that this is this. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is totally unexpected for them. This is like um, they never did that before. This is the only album like that. So I don't know why they did it, but. Um, I I would think that they had a reason if I if 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 I can get a hold of any of the old members of the group who were on this album and talk to them I might be able to ask them about it. Yeah. That'd be cool. Oh, did I ask. did I say what I thought about it? No, you didn't <laughs> say what you talked. I was oh, just going to tell you. You didn't oh, say what you thought damn. about the child continued. I was just going. Oh, fuck this song. That's... This album has a theme about kids. <laughs> what do you think about yeah. the child continued? Wow. Yeah. Well. Well. Um. Yeah. I. I think it's a cool song. I. I, I think that. Um. It's a song that maybe for some people that it might take them a little bit. A little time in order to get into it because it is a little bit long and even though they did do other songs that were long also those other songs usually weren't as complex as this this is one of the few songs that they did that was long that had a lot more to it 
than some of their other long songs. And so I'm not going to say it's their best song on the album, but I'm going to say it's maybe one of their second best. It's still on the good level. But my only thing is that I do think that at times it sounds a little bit like they realized it was a little bit long and that they were sounding a little bit tired during the making of it. But structurally, I think it's a good song and I would like to be able to do a version of it on keyboard. I would I, I would do that. I just would have to have the score music to it. But I think it's a good song. I think though that I would be able to, if not improve upon it, I would be able to improve upon it. All right, this is what I think about it. This song goes nowhere for me. A little mishmash, up and down, <laughs> boring. And then the middle part comes in and saves this song, and it fucking jams now. <laughs> that's that's another way of saying it. The, the first half was horrible. Then the second half comes in and goes, fuck, hey, you like that? You didn't like the first half? Hey, we're going to give you this half now. And I'm going, oh, my God, this rules. <laughs> That's sort of how they do. Remember when I said that they do surprises? Yeah. 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 That, that That's an example of it. All right. I, I like the song. I like most of it. It's like it's well, going blah, blah, you, blah, up and down, up I, and down. I'm like, oh, and I, then all of a sudden it goes, I go, what the fuck? I agree with you. I was almost going to turn it off and stop listening to it. And then I said, no, Lee wants, <laughs> there might be something in this song. I need to listen to the whole, and then I was happy I had finished it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I... Um, even though I didn't say that, I have to say I agree with you. <laughs> I like, like I said, um, I, I thought it was well written. It's just that, like I thought, the first part, especially, they they sounded like, okay, we have to do... Da, 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 da. How many more minutes do we have to be on? Okay. How many more minutes? Okay. Kind of like that. Yeah, it's like man, but I was like, oh, I was getting so bored and tired listening to it, and then all of a sudden it starts jamming. I go, yes, hello. Isn't it interesting though when when you hear a song and you know at first that you don't like some of it, but you know the part that you do like is coming later. Haven't you ever heard songs like that on purpose? Yes, knowing that the surprise is coming. I think that's what they were trying for. It's like they were getting really boring. It's like, ah, la, la, la. and I was like, ah, la, la, la. I go, what? Yeah. <laughs> I go, I perked yeah. up when I started hearing it got faster. I go, yes, this is jamming. Yeah. yeah. Keep this shit up. And then we get to the next song. A Sound <laughs> Love. What do you think of this one, Lee? Um. <laughs> Depending upon my mood, I actually either really love it or I fall asleep. Um, I, I find that um, it's, it is a well-written song, 
I think that um, Crosby, Stills, and Nash could have done a really good version of it if they took away that water sound, which um, I'm not a big fan of water sound, but um, I... I do kind of like it. I like it better than the last song because it's shorter and 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 it's um even though it 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 has this weird aquatic and aquatic means water sounding for those people who don't know what the word aquatic means. Um it has an aquatic sounding sound to it. But, um, it sounds kind of like a precursor. The word precursor means before something else. You know, we're not all for, stupid. For those... we, we, we do know what that word means. Lee. I am still going to explain <laughs> it because you are all stupid. Oh, shit. He told us, yeah. people. Sorry. <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's a song... That sounds like something before writing after the love is gone or something like that. It sounds like he's doing a soulful ballad, but maybe at the time he didn't know that that would be what he would do, but he figured it out. So I do like it. I do think that it's not one of the best songs on the album. I kind of put it up there with Before You Right Now, which is also an interesting and good song. And at some times it's good for my mood. But sometimes I'm not into this song. I... I I am into it now. I will say I do like it. But I do think that there are things about it that I would have liked to have heard maybe like someone like Stevie Wonder do it. I think that if he had put it on his own talking book, I think that would have been brilliant. Okay, I'm done. Yes, um... We talk too much about a boring song. Uh, wow. This is now. Now this Touché. is this is adult contemporary boring and put me to sleep with a flute. Boring. Wow. Next song. Wow. Yeah, you you went, you talk way too much about a song that you don't like. <laughs> That's because I liked it, even though I didn't like it. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to the last song on the album. Well done. What do you think about this one, Lee? Well done song. I I think that even though it sounds like it's a last song, and it's a song where he's dusting his hands up, saying, okay, I did my job. Well done. Um, Lyrically, and even somewhat melodically, it sounds kind of like Jethro Tull. Kind of like, instead of Jethro Tull having the last song off of Aqualung being, like, I, I, I forget the name of it, like, Stand Up, 
or 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 um, whatever the name of it was, um, if they had well done as the last song off of Aqualung, I think that that would have worked well. I think that this song is a song which is like a bitter song about how um, like teachers and authority figures control a child's mind by by trying to make them think a certain way and um, so it's like well done people you made a whole population of people um, listen to you instead of their own self so um, lyrically I think it's fantastic and melodically I'm going to go and say this is the very very best song on the album this song is pretty much to me a classic but a classic that they won't play on rock radio because it's too progressive or obscure or whatever but yeah the whole band plays great. This song, even though it would not have fit on their album Loosen Up Naturally, I would not have minded if they had a deluxe version with a demo of this on it. I, I think this song is like, well done. Okay. Yeah, um, this is like the Doobie Brothers mixed with the Allman Brothers. And again, cool. the, the guitarist is fucking amazing. Plays with feeling and soul. Great song to end a really good album except for track number eight, A Sound Love. Which is fucking, dude, where did this come from? Oh, God. I, I, I <laughs> agree with you. Yeah. But fuck, that was our review of uh, The Sun's Follow Your Heart, which Lee picked. And it's a really good yeah, album, right man. On. Now I want to hear some Bill Chaplin in Chicago. Uh, yeah. Um, um, there's another album that the Sons a Champlin did after they um, got back together, which is different than this, and, 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 and I love it. And um, I'd like to turn you on to that album, too, because um, it's not going to be like this. It's it's more jazzy but it's it's more upbeat and hey man the more i can turn you on to bill champlin's early stuff in fact if if, if you don't mind me giving you some of the send me a rainbow stuff i'll do that too okay that stuff i think is 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 some of the best stuff that they've done and they're, they're most diehard fans don't like it and I'm like why don't you dis why don't you like it this is awesome anyway that's all I want to say about that all right uh, I like this album I enjoyed it thank you for picking it Lee and then let's get to our tracks thank of the you. week you picked a killer track by Stefan Wolf called uh Karina Karina, which I enjoyed. Yep. I like Stefan Wolf. Right we did on. do a Stefan yep. Wolf album, which was really good. 
And then I picked uh, Almond Brothers because and I, I originally picked Whipping Post, but then you were talking about live tracks, this track, what album, blah blah blah. And I said, let me go listen to this track. So I listened to Jessica, and I go, Jessica would fit this album better. And you even told me it would fit this album better. So we picked, uh, I picked Jessica by the Almond Brothers, and then we end it with a brand new spanking track by Lee called Exercise Music as if you will use it <laughs> oh by the way i want to mention i want to mention there's someone i know um named Polly, um who's the husband of el marie a friend of mine on facebook and i'm in one of their private music groups but Polly does something called one beat and if you look up one beat on facebook they're selling beats um, for stuff. That's how they make their living. And 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 Pauly, um, he voluntarily did one of one of my songs, and he is excellent. So I just wanted to give a shout out to One Beat. If you're a musician who needs a beat. And wants to um, contact One Beat on Facebook um, to negotiate stuff. I'd say go for it because I've been collaborating with people who have been in the private group, and they're really, really good people. And and then I'd say I just wanted to mention them. If that's fine yeah that's cool man but uh this is a great album tracks of the week rule listen to them listen to this podcast share this podcast tell your friends about this podcast get on our YouTube page and subscribe to it also because we like your comments man Lee does it because he never says anything to yeah Curtis. I, I don't like the comments well, he only likes comments when he posts things, not when we post things, you know. <laughs> well, I only like comments when they say I'm good. Well, yeah, there was comments in there that said you were good, but you don't look at them. <laughs> That's because I'm dumb. I, I'm a dummy. <laughs> You're not. And I'm dumb. not good. All right, man. You, you know what I to do, Lee. It's time to say fucking goodbye. Okay, fuck. And goodbye.
have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.